The Africa Business Report on The Money Show. The divorce lawyers are in. We're looking forward to meeting them at half past seven this evening. Graham Greenstein um, is here and he is meeting our collaborative uh, law specialist. And we'll talk about that later on. But first, Victor Khomaswan with the Africa oh. Business Report. We brought the divorce lawyers in, Victor. Okay. We need you, to talk. You had me worried. <laughs> <laughs> Three consultations. Tabo Mbeki. Yeah is going all over the African continent saying, hold on a second, there's a problem with money laundering. And he's been joined by a yeah. very senior guy in the United Nations. All over the world. Actually, it was in the US, I think, that he said this. He, he, and it's not a random remark, as my sons would say, when you say something quite out of nowhere. He's been consistently asking, and I listened to your conversation with is it Jeff Korn, yeah, about companies that are structuring their tax planning, whatever, in such a way that they deprive certain countries countries of the of the revenues yeah. in taxes that they could be so it's a borderline it's what you could call a gray area in the sense that he's saying at least 50 billion in 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 losses a year 50 billion that africa is losing yes i say is the third or fourth time that i said i heard him say this he's part of a 10 uh, 10 person 10 member committee that was put together in the united nations is involved the united nations is involved there the european economic commission for africa and the african union it was set up in february 2012 and 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 the problem is there's a real problem of illicit financial flows from the continent. So he was saying about two-thirds of these illicit flows originate from activities of multinational corporations. So work it out, 75% mm. of, I mean, 66% of $50 billion a year coming from that. And, of course, there will be criminal activity. But what he's more worried about is more what we could call... What is it called? Base, base, base erosion. The base effects. The base yeah, erosion. Revenue yeah. shifting. All those kinds of things where companies use their very expensive and very qualified experts to find a way of moving funds. You call it transfer pricing. You call it all that. He's calling it illicit outflows because he feels that he's depriving Africa of the real revenue that it so richly deserves. Okay. And then a whole bunch of global investment bigwigs have been yeah. to Zambia recently. Yeah. What's being so attractive about Zambia? Z- Zambia is an attractive economy, Bruce, if, if they could just resolve whether or not they want the windfall tax once and for all. But even that, remember there's a first company called First Quantum Minerals and its chairman was, was hosting these visits from Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs. These are not lightweights in the world of investment. And not far from where they were, 150 kilometers west of Solway, there's a mine that's coming on stream. It's under development. It's coming on stream, I think, sometime this year, around June. And already what, what it's showing is that there are companies that are so invested in there and they are able to attract other investors, which is what Africa needs, that a senior investor comes in and can bring fellow investors in. Because 33 investors from companies such as Goldman Sachs and Morgan and Stanley are showing that Zambia is showing a lot of interest, shining a lot. I think even the Corporate Council for Africa, the, pres- the president CEO, Stephen Hayes, mentioned Zambia among the countries that have to be watched in 2014 because it has such a depth in mineral wealth. It's a stable democracy and it has been attracting the right kind of investors. So who wants to be left out of an action like that? Okay, so lots of interest in Zambia, which is good. Now tell me about ShopRite's Africa yeah. growth strategy because yeah. we're talking to Wade McCurry about this earlier 
are on. And yeah. 18 months ago, the market thought that uh, there was absolutely nobody who could beat ShopRite, and ShopRite yeah. share price went to 208 rand a share. There's been uh, far more circumspection since then, sitting yeah. around 140 rand now, yeah. because opening up new stores across the African continent is not is easier said than done. Yeah, it's easier said than done. But you know what? I I, I take my hat off to ShopRite all the time because I travel the continent, and he's one of the retailers you see more prominently than most. And this time again, next to where we are talking about 33 international investors, Solwezi, where they are opening another branch. And of course, they're expecting to open seven more stores in Zambia. And that now is in Lusaka, which is the capital and dollar up north, Kitwe, Chingola. So it's a whole lot of, it's, it's, I mean, 140 or so direct staff in total that they'll be employing. It's not a lot, but if you think about it, it's a retailer that's showing the way that the, the billion people that you hear about in Africa are looking for some kind of retail solutions. And I must tell you, I mean, getting to a shop right in a city like Kampala, you find it's a totally different shop right to the one you know. It, it can be in many parts of Africa an upmarket shopping uh, sure. retail outlet. Uh, and tell me about, uh, I think I saw Zimbabwe's playing the other day at Oratamba. Yeah. Um, but they've yeah. been torn apart by corruption and fraud. And now they're also asking for a bailout. Who's going to bail out Air Zimbabwe? I, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I'm very bullish about Zimbabwe in the long run. But when an airline, you remember Air Zimbabwe had an aircraft seized in, in the UK somewhere, I think at the Gatwick International Airport, by a creditor who just said, look, you owe me so much money, you're not paying. So they say they need $50 million a year. I don't think they need $50 million. I, I'm, I'm hazarding a guess that they'll probably need more than that. But it's a senior airline official saying otherwise it's facing collapse. Honestly, I don't think it's even a priority. If you can get so many people into Zimbabwe without Air Zimbabwe really cracking at capacity, maybe maybe it shouldn't be. I mean, you, we talk about airlines all the time, and African governments, I think, must move away from having airlines that are like <laughs> national monuments. And just really now, come on. So, but I mean, they say they need in excess of fifty million dollars yeah. to prevent it from falling into collapse. I don't know if it can be saved. I don't yeah. know. Uh, are Angolans seeing the benefit of the huge revenues being generated by the state-owned diamond company? Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of propaganda. You know, at the mining in Daba, people, government officials say a whole lot of things, some of them a little over the top. But they are ex- ex- they are, at the moment, the production of 8.3 million carat and net turnover of 2 billion, they are expecting to go to about 6 million carats this year. I don't know much about that, but he's a major diamond producer in mean, Angola. That is why they had the civil war there in the first place. The, the, the conflict diamonds were financing some of that conflict. So it, it's, it's a major economy, but it's, it was the company's strategic technician here, which the, is Endima. Endima, the company is called a state-owned company. That is the, the tactician saying at the mining in Daba last week that they are expecting to really go further and produce a lot more. But six million carats i don't know ah uh, but are the angolan people seeing the benefit is my question uh, my, my my perspective from no. far away Mm-mm. is probably not it's not the most equal society either very expensive city to live in yes if you are wealthy nice place to live in but if you're not it can be a real grind to live there. but uh, africa's richest man let's wrap up with aliko dangote who's yeah. made an absolute mint in nigeria yeah. is looking to his neighbors and uh, figuring out how he can make money there too like 
Liberia, and he he was in Togo. He was in Benin. He's go, he's really taking over the African continent. But what he's doing, as you know, he's among other among other his businesses is cement. He's going in there to invest. But with that investment, Bruce Liberia, that is, he's going to build a power plant, coal burning power plant that will produce twenty megawatts of power. And he says his operations will only require one point two of that. So the excess is going to be sold to the government at no more than twelve cents per kilowatt hour. Now, if you know how President Johnson Sirleaf came into power, one of the biggest tickets she used was electricity. So if any investor comes in, brings in investment, infrastructure, jobs, and in addition to that, helps the country with the power shortage, I think he's going to be a superstar. He's already a superstar anyway in the world as the 43rd richest man, I think, in the world. Aliko Dangote, and of course, uh, we saw a trading update from Tiger Brands today illustrating just how tough Nigeria can be um, as a business destination because lots of South African companies have gone there and some have burnt their fingers and some have burnt their fingers so hard that they've left Woolies and Nando's amongst them. Which is why you should know he's no small fryer, Liko Dangote. Have you met him? No. You've never had the privilege? No, I haven't. We've got to organise this for you, Victor. Uh, I'll meet him. I'll meet him. <laughs> Give, yeah, it uh, Give it time. Give it He shouted at Chris Bishop from Forbes Africa because they gave a valuation to his worldwide assets. And he oh, said, yeah. that, is that what you think I'm worth? Yeah, no, is that, that what that. you think I'm worth? <laughs> yeah. He's West I'm African. worth more than that. He's West African. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> West Africans don't shy away from telling it like it is. There we go. Victor Homeswano with the Africa Business Report here on The Money Show. Before we go to Eyewitness News, I just want to update you on what's happening on currency markets. We've had a pretty volatile day of, uh, for the Rand. The Rand has, uh, been, was stronger than 11 at one stage to the dollar. But as the day progressed and uh, we saw increasing bad news coming out of companies in terms of trading updates, um, we saw the Rand weaken once again. And the worst of the trading updates, I suspect, came out of uh, JD Group today. A big rights issue being announced by JD Group. I wonder whether or not it won't delist at some point. But this evening, the Rand bouncing back again. 18.03 to the pound, 10.97 to the dollar and uh, stronger than 15 to the euro. So lots of volatility. But the good news flow is beginning to come in. We're seeing an improvement in the unemployment rate. We're seeing an improvement in manufacturing. It's slow. It's painful. But at least the improvements are coming. All we need now is foreigners, maybe ourselves first, to get a little bit of confidence back in South Africa and then foreign investors to get their confidence to come in too. Uh, and then we should see a re-rating in not only the, uh, the currency, uh, but in some of our top companies as well and certainly in South Africa's bond market as well.